Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 good afternoon ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to southern california live scott furrow here today with you your host and former wall street stockbroker stock markets had a uh, had a rough week i'm not really worried about it don't worry about it you know those things happen it goes up and down i know some of you you get these little stock reports on your phone up and down and it makes you nervous just delete that if it does uh, you know, it, it comes and goes. We're in the market for a house, Christy and I, right now. We sold in 2015, made some money, and we thought there'd be a downturn in 2017. So we went someplace to rent because we got a really good deal and uh, thought we'd buy again. And uh, that didn't happen, did it? And so, you know, now we're in the market or trying to be in the market. Is it wrong? Is it morally wrong to pray for a massive real estate market collapse to happen right now, like right at this moment? Like it can be over as soon as we buy a house and go right back up. That would be fine with me. And uh, is that like just between now and then? Can I really pray for that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that's really something that, uh, you know, we should pray for. Uh, but uh, you never know. You never know. Welcome again to Southern California Live. You can give me a call today, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS to remember the number. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. We're live in Southern California Monday through Friday, 3 to 5. And uh, it's great to have this conversation. So today what we normally do on uh, Fridays is we do open line Friday. And uh, we've last hour we had the phones open and tons of calls about our moms. It's Mother's Day weekend. Did you realize that? I think that it's early this year. I get didn't occur to me really till a few days ago. I had it on the calendar. It's like, oh, yes, this Sunday. Normally, it's more in the teens, right? You'd think it would be later, but it's not. It's the 8th, second Sunday in May. That's when we have it. And so you got two more shopping days until Mother's Day. And uh, this is a great opportunity to remember your mom. You know, sometimes what people do when they just want to remember their mom is just say, you know, sometimes some moms want a gift or they want something. Sometimes they just need to hear your voice. They just need to hear, I love you. And you can call us up and do that. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything. We might get into a couple of different subjects here this hour. There's a couple of calls that are on hold from the last hour, and uh, I want to get to those calls. And I'll do that, and then we're going to talk about some things and uh, have our little program here today. Dave from Woodland Hills, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Dave, you still with us? Dave. Yes, I'm here. All right. Hi, Dave. Hey, you, it says uh, that we uh, we need prayer for your mom. How do we pray for your mom? What's going on? Yeah, my uh, my dad just passed away Saturday. And they were married. Your dad passed away years. Saturday. Okay. And uh, all right, what happened? Was he was he sick? No, he. I think he just took a a spill out the front stoop, and the mm. neighbor was going to go pick him up, take him to dialysis. And, he worked on until he got the, the paramedics there, and then, you know, he's already gone. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. I'm really sorry that you're going through that Best right now. Best man I ever uh, knew. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your dad's name? His name was Gregory Cox. 
Gregory. Yeah. And uh, you want us to pray for your mom? What's your mom's name? Yeah, to go through this. She just lost her sister last year, and then, you know, my dad, after... Yeah. After recovering How old your mom? That, she is... How old is your mom? A, all, she's 79, 80. 79, okay. 79 or 80, give or take. Yeah. She's a young... All right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, she is. She's a young Well, you know, at, at that age... She could run for president if she wants to, right? That's uh, the age she is. That's energy. Uh, what is your mom? What's your mom's name? Her name is Alfiel. Alfiel. Yeah, Alfiel. A L T H E O. Her mom's okay. name is Alice. Well, how about I print? Her, her father's name was Theodore, so Alfiel. Oh, Alfiel. Okay, great. All right. Well, let me pray for her. Okay, Dave. Uh, God, thank you for Dave and uh, for his call today. I pray that you would you would heal his heart and that you would give him uh, comfort at the sudden loss of his dad uh, this past weekend. And he has so many emotions and so much grief and uh, everything involved. I pray that you give him strength and wisdom and that you would guide him. And uh, each just each day, as each day will be different uh, coming up. And I pray for his mom, Altheo, who... Um, has to deal with this. I pray that you would give her strength, that you would comfort her in her grief, that she would know your presence, that she'd be aware of your presence right now in her life, and that you would give her wisdom and guidance too in these uh, uh, this time that's going to be so complicated and and, and sad as she grieves. Uh, we pray for their whole time as a family, and uh, we thank you that uh, Dave is part of our family here at KKLA. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Dave, thanks for calling, letting us pray uh, for your mom. I'm real sorry that happened to your dad uh, this weekend, and I'll I keep praying that everything goes well for you guys as you make arrangements and all the different steps that you need to do. Thank you, Dave, for calling. All right, this is Southern California Live, 888-LA-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. Uh, a lot of things going on in the news, and, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the uh, potential abortion ruling this this week. It's kind of the uh, it's kind of the thing in the news, obviously. And um, you know, some people are going to spend Mother's Day, I guess, protesting at different churches over the ruling. But something that I want to encourage you with is, you know, we have uh, elections coming up and votes coming up. Did you know that? Did you know that your your ballots in California seems like we just did this, but they're being mailed to you. That's the permanent thing in California now. We're going to have mail ballots forever. And a lot of issues with that, but what I'm what I would say to you is uh, don't throw them away. You got to participate. You got to play the game. Lots of people the last time they said, "Ah, I don't like the mail ballots. I'm not going to do it." Well, you know, then your vote doesn't count. You got to do it. Um, top issues with people actually in just about every community: economy, inflation, gas prices, housing prices, food prices, uh, crime, homelessness. Lots of things going on. And with respect to the abortion thing, polls are coming out now that have been taken ever since the uh, Supreme Court leak of the potential of Roe versus Wade being overturned. And what's really interesting is that we keep hearing, if you keep hearing that, oh, 70 percent or 59 percent or whatever the poll is doesn't want Roe versus Wade to be overturned. But now the polls are saying that it hasn't changed the trajectory of the upcoming election in people's minds. And the reason for that is because when people say they don't want Roe versus Wade to be overturned, what they mean is the majority of people um, 
would like abortion to be legal in the first trimester only, but they would like very significant restrictions after that, which actually is what this decision would do uh, in uh, most states. And in California, there would be no restrictions. In some states, there would be restrictions after six or 15 weeks. 15 weeks, most abortions happen before 15 weeks. So I'm just curious about that and whether or not it's really going to be an election issue because it seems to be what people want. If you ask Americans whether Roe should be overruled, a majority think the Supreme Court should keep the ruling in place. But Americans' views are not that simple. Majorities support all kinds of restrictions, including restrictions on uh, abortion in the second trimester that openly conflict with the Supreme Court's rulings. Uh, a 2020 Kaiser Family Foundation poll, and this is <clears throat> according to 538 website, said that 69% of Americans favor laws requiring abortions to be performed only by doctors who had admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. Uh, the court ruled in 2016 that that was not constitutional. Uh, however, that is kind of where people are with that. And, you know, I'm telling you this because what I want you to know is all the stuff you're hearing in the media, there's a lot of spin and a lot of it doesn't really have to do with abortion. It has to do with the election that is coming up. And so pay careful attention to the real reason why people say a lot of things and uh, vote. Make sure that you vote. If a lot of these issues are bothering you, if, if you're worried about things, you know, there's a lot of things that have to be fixed. But vote. Uh, the issues of crime and inflation, those things are often getting worse because of the philosophy of government that we have in our state and that we have in a lot of different places. The philosophy has to change. Uh, homelessness is just out of control, and a big part of it is the philosophy is wrong. We don't have a philosophy of recovery. We have a philosophy of making people comfortable uh, while they OD. Uh, that's got to change. Um, some people are suggesting that other rights might be in jeopardy. I heard that uh, that interstate travel might be in jeopardy. That makes me laugh. And I thought about it. I thought, well, maybe uh, – and I know what they mean. They probably mean some states are going to say you can't go out of state for an abortion. They can't do that. Um, but uh, interstate travel? And then I thought, well, maybe Donald Trump will run again. And this time, instead of building a wall on the Mexican border, he's just going to build a wall around California. And I think if he did that, uh, that he would probably win the rest of the states. That's what I'm hearing. All right, it's Mother's Day weekend. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to call us and give thanks for your mom or tell us a story about your mom. I'd love to hear what uh, from a mom who would just really like something special, maybe some ideas for gifts for Mother's Day from your little kids or your adult kids or from your husband, if he's the one really buying it, 888-528-2557. Jimena from Cyprus, welcome to Southern California Live. Jimena, do I have your name right? Yes. Hi. Tell us about your mom. My name is Kimena, and I just want to talk about my mom, Yolanda. She was a wonderful woman, a wonderful human being who um, really taught her kids to be resilient, loving, caring, uh, giving, and really taking care of others. She was a terrific teacher, and today I share the same passion because of her. And I know that everybody says that they have the best mother in the world. And I want to say the same thing about my mom. She um, was, again, a wonderful human being that sacrificed so much for her kids. So, Mom, if you can hear me, thank you for everything that you have done for us. 
thank you for taking my call. Oh, thank you, Jimena. Thank you for telling us about your mom, Jolanda. And, uh, you know, it's okay to call and brag about your mom. Uh, that's really good. 888-528-2557. That's what Mother's Day is about, right? 888-528-2557. Steve, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Steve. It doesn't tell me what city you're in. So you're, you're in Southern California. Where are you calling from? Uh, Glendora, California. In Glendora. All right, Steve. What's on your mind? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my comment is that uh, the rebellious dwell in a dry land, according to Psalm 68.6. And I, I believe that dr- a drought is a judgment against our our uh, our country. It's just that we haven't recognized it as such, and especially in California, where we're attributed to global warming and everything else but God's hand. And I think it's time that we uh, direct our prayers not to uh, to the drought, but not only to the drought, of course, the opposite of that would be spiritual revival, which is symbolized by streams within the water, and, uh, and just the opposite. And so my comment is that I, I believe that we should make it a, uh, a, a common habit in our churches to be praying for, for, um, yeah, for spiritual revival and into the drought. Uh, I, I think the, what comes to my mind especially is uh, that, that old psalm, there, there shall be showers of blessing. Um, mm. and, and I think there's a blessing in yeah. doing that. All right, Steve, uh, thank you for your call. It is Open Line Friday. So on Fridays, folks, we, uh, we'll take your call on whatever subject if you want to talk about it. And uh, so Steve want to talk about the drought. We talked about that a little bit uh, earlier this week and uh, last week with some of the restrictions that's coming on. It's an interesting argument to to make about whether or not we should be, you know, does the, the Scripture in the Old Testament for sure um, addresses the need for rain. It is a key to prosperity when you're in an a, uh, agricultural society, of course, and it is for any place. We have to grow the food, and the blessings of peace and security would come with the rain. And so famine and those kinds of things, we read about that in the Old Testament a lot. In our modern culture, particularly in the cities, we don't think about it as much, but you do think about it in the farming community. California, by the way, it really is a farm state. We don't realize it if you're on the coast, but you know, L.A., San Diego, you know, we don't see a lot of farming going on. When was the last time some of you put your hands in dirt? Uh, it's been a long time, right? But if you drive out east a little ways, you discover, no, we're a farm state. And uh, we're hurting a lot because of the rain. Leviticus chapter 26 says, If you walk in my precepts and keep my commandments and do them, I will give you rain in due seasons. And the ground shall bring forth its increase, and the trees shall be filled with fruit. The threshing of your harvest shall reach unto the the vintage and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time and uh, you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land without fear. I will give you peace in your coasts. You shall sleep and there shall be none to make you afraid. I will take away evil beasts and the sword shall not pass through your quarters. That's quite a bit of a, a promise there. You know, and some people will say, well, that was specific to Israel at a specific time. Maybe. Uh, and for sure it was that. But does God still want us to pray for rain today, uh, and will he send it? Is he not sending us rain because of the immoral nature of our state? We ask that question in our hearts, don't we? We may not want to say it. I'll never forget, after the hurricane in uh, New Orleans, hurricane, what was the name of that hurricane that uh, took out uh, New Orleans? I'm forgetting right now. Was, you know, There's been a few of them. Uh, hurricane... Uh, I'd somebody shouting at me through the glass. Hurricane, you know, what was the name of that? After that happened, I went through the uh, 
Uh, we took a team. Katrina, that's right. Her take. I just had a. I you know I'm thinking Hurricane Andrew. I'm just going through the list of all these hurricanes and not that one. Katrina. We took a team down to New Orleans uh, from our church. We adopted a family and helped rebuild their house. It was a, a, a super good thing uh, um, and great relationships we had with that. But I'll never forget the uh, the city council in New Orleans actually had a discussion about whether or not the hurricane happened because God was not pleased with what happens at Mardi Gras. And I thought, you know, I don't know if that's the case, but it's interesting that that was what people who really didn't go to church regularly actually wondered about. And uh, they didn't do Mardi Gras for a while, but they've brought that back since then, haven't they? Anyway, it doesn't hurt to be praying for rain. And in the drought that we're seeing, it is a drought that is um, significant on the heels of another drought that was a big deal. So I would say pray for rain. And at the same time you're praying for rain, you've got to pray for repentance and renewal in our state, um, really around the country. I believe that that is possible. I believe that all the trouble that uh, comes our way, it forces us to take a look at what is right and what is good. This is Southern California Live. It's open line Friday. You can call about any subject you want, 888-528-2557. We'll change the subject to talk about those things as you bring them up. However, it is Mother's Day weekend, and if you would like to call and give a tribute to your mom or tell us a great story about your mom, tell us uh, if you are a mom what you would like for Mother's Day. Do you want a gift or do you just want presents of people? Do you just want to go out to eat? Do you want to stay home? Do you want to just not cook? Do you want to just be alone? Maybe you want something like that. You know, maybe you need to give us a clue. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Rachel and Diamond Bar, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am blessed. Thank you. I just wanted to call and... um, and share about my mom. My mom's name is Rosemary, and uh, she gave birth to five of us. I have four older brothers. I'm the baby. And, you know, my mom was just, she'd get up every morning at 4 a.m. My father was construction worker, and she got up every morning, ate him a hot breakfast, got us kids off the school. She was a welder. Um, she worked for Doughboy Pools, and yeah, she did. She worked relentless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the morsels that my parents taught us as children was that there were no mistakes in life, that there was only bad choices. Mm-hmm. And my myself and, and a few of my siblings, you know, kind of learned that the hard way. And my parents just loved us through and never judged us. And one thing that my that my mother has shown me by example is to take my own children to the cross and uh, and give them to the Lord. And as a mom, I have two kids, and one of my sons is military, currently serving. Mm. And it's hard to, to not have my son close to me. And, yeah. you know, but I, but I pray over them. I listen to my mother every single night, pray over each and every one of us kids and our families and our grandchildren. And it's just a beautiful example of a mother's love. You know, there's nothing like it. Currently, my mom is is battling some health issues. And so our family will come together tomorrow and, and celebrate Mother's Day together with her. And, you know, my plan is to 
get all of us together as siblings and, and grandchildren and, and just lay hands on my mom and just pray as a family uh, over her. Oh, good. Yeah, well, that's a great testimony about your mom. And, you know, it's the examples, right? We, we were adults and we start to remember all the things that uh, our moms did. And maybe we didn't even get it when we were a kid. We didn't see the importance of it. But now when we're older, we definitely see that. That's a great thing to do for Mother's Day is to remember our moms in this way. We are talking about moms here on Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything else that might be on your mind if you want to join in or change the conversation. Today and Fridays, we let you do that, but we will curve our way back to talking about moms and taking your calls there, 888-528-2557. I want to let you know if you're in the Los Angeles area or even if you're in San Diego and you want to go for a drive, there is a Mother's Day event coming up at Core Church in Los Angeles uh, tomorrow, and there still may be some seats left for that. And what you can do is go to kkla.com and click on the link for uh, the Single Moms Day Brunch. And if you're a single mom or if you want to nominate or bring a single mom, it really focuses, uh, it's for any mom, any mom can go, but it's something that really celebrates single moms around us who have had so much work to do. And there are so many of you uh, who didn't have dad around to raise the kids and you did such a great, great job. And, you know, your kids are are just extra proud of you. Uh, and, uh, I know a single mom who's right now raising five, five kids on her own. They're all, you know, high school and younger. And, uh, I don't know how she does it. I have no idea how she does it. And, uh, we want to say, Hey, we appreciate you. We know what you're doing. And it's a great opportunity. Go to kkla.com, click on the link for the single mother's day brunch. And, uh, you will have a good time of that. It's 10 o'clock tomorrow at core church, Los Angeles. You're listening to Southern California Live, the Friday edition. It's Open Line Friday. We're talking about moms. We'll take your calls as soon as we get back from the break. You can call and tell us about your mom. Tell us something that you have learned uh, from your mom. Tell us a story. And if you're a mom, tell us, uh, you know, what Mother's Day might mean to you or how to make it more meaningful if you have some insight for that. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live's Friday edition. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you, your host. It is Mother's Day weekend. Hope that you are looking forward to this weekend, whatever it might bring for you. And uh, we are talking about moms. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about some other subjects. You can change the subject if you'd like, as important as it is to talk about our moms. And we'll talk about that, too. We do that on Fridays. I think that's a good thing to do. But right now we're taking calls about moms, 888-528-2557. Tell us about your mom, a good story. Mother's Day related, 888-528-2557. Vicki from Carson, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Vicki. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What's on your mind about moms? Oh, I love my mom. She's no longer with me. Mm. She's currently at Rose Hills, and I'm just leaving there. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to those who no longer have their mother. Yeah. And think of their mother as the most beautiful, wonderful, inspirational, and spiritual person that is. Happy Mother's Day to all of those who are out without their mom. Thank oh. you for having me, and thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, Vicki. I'm glad you got to uh, go remember your mom today at Rose Hills, and I uh, hope that was a good time for you and that you love your mom that way. You know, Mother's Day, it's a day of remembrance uh, for a lot of us, and uh 
it can be a really hard day if uh, moms have passed away recently. We've had a lot of calls uh, that way. We're dealing with that in, in my family. My wife's mom passed away in January. And so it's going to be a hard weekend for, for our family. And um, we're, we're blessed by her, though. She loved the Lord. She's with Jesus. And uh, she wanted to be with Jesus, so we, we know that, too. That's always a blessing when you, when you know you can say that. And, you know, she wanted to make sure that all of her kids knew and uh, that she loved them, and uh, they did. 888-528-2557 is the number. Connie from East Vale. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Connie. Hi. Well, hi. Tell us about your mom. I just wished my mother to have the best mother's day this year. She's 94 years old. When I was born, I was a preemie. The doctor said I was going to die. She prayed for God to give her half of her life to me. And I'm 50-something. She's 94. Her prayers have worked a miracle. She was an orphan when she was born. She always says, you are in trouble, always kneel down, pray to God. He's always walked with you, be there. So... I'm the most uh, religious person because I've seen my, what God has done. My mom's left, including me, and I'm grateful for that. Oh, that's fantastic, Connie. We're really glad that you're doing well and that your mom is still with us. What a great prayer for you. And uh, you're right, the Lord answered it. Uh, thank you very much, Connie, for your call and telling us about your mom. Um, 888-528-2557. It is uh, Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything that uh, is on your mind. We'll change the subject. We are talking about moms. I'm inviting you to call and tell us about your mom. But uh, on Fridays, we like to take calls about any subject that might be on your mind. We don't want to miss those things. Let's go to Heather, who's going to change the subject uh, for a moment. Heather in Fullerton, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Mother's Day. I know that I recently became a mother two years ago, so I'm excited about Sunday as well. Um, But I do have a question. Uh, This morning on the radio, I had heard something about a bill that's being considered in the state of California where a mother or whoever... um, a parent, if you will, could, could kill their child after it's been born. So mm. it's kind of like post-abortion. Have you heard this? And maybe you could share a little bit because I couldn't believe my ears when I was hearing this on the radio this morning. Yeah, Heather, thank you for your call on that. You know, it's an interesting thing to me that Mother's Day, you know, that the abortion subject is so huge right before Mother's Day. I suspect that uh, in churches on Sunday, there may be some very interesting messages that uh, are being changed um, because of that and, and thinking through that. And something along those lines, by the way, is that I know that many of you, when we talk about abortion, you know, we're talking about right now it's very political and it has to do uh, with uh, so many different um, things in the law, right? Roe versus Wade being overturned does not mean abortions being outlawed nationally, although some states are going to do that. A lot of states are going to put restrictions on it. Some states like California are actually going to make it more available. There are several bills that are going through our state house right now. We talked about them on the show earlier in the week. And uh, Heather, if you want to go to our podcast, go to kkla.com and look under the program guide, find Southern California Live. There's a podcast and you'll scroll down there and you'll see where we talked about a lot of these in depth. We had a guest uh, speak about some of those. Um, one of those bills, the one that is uh, being talked about, is a bill that uses a, a word in it. It's escaping me at the moment. I'll find it in a minute. Um, that 
uh, talks basically the bill allows for full term abortions, but also it it opens the door to uh, an abortion of a baby for 28 days after the baby is born if there is some kind of birth related um, injury or some reason. And it's it's kind of vague. So what a lot of people are saying is that, well, now we're opening the door to you know, what's birth. You know, birth itself is birth related. Somebody made that point earlier in the week. You know, what does that even mean? Um, and so we, we talked about it from this standpoint. Um, people, of course, are saying, no, 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 we don't mean that at all. That's not what we what we understand to be, you know, this about. Of course, denying that. And we're probably, in, in some sense, raising the alarm without some clarity. But one of the things that we pointed out this week is that the idea that maybe a child that has been born can still be put to death is something that actually is being debated uh, among ethical journals and in medicine. And this is actually an old argument. If you studied and if you went to college, you know, in the 70s and 80s and read all that philosophy about abortion, there was one writer, I forget his name, but one philosopher who was pointing out that for just about all the reasons that you might use to justify abortion from a child that hasn't been born yet, those same conditions still apply to a child that has been born uh, almost entirely. So the child is not inside the mother's womb anymore, but that child cannot survive without the mother or without some other person taking care of that child. It's impossible. And so the logic is, if you're going to say, and what this really is, is it is a a conversation about the value of uh, life. It's a conversation um, that is saying that, you know, in abortion, the, the actual discussion today is about value. We believe science has shown us that the unborn child is a child. It has its own DNA, and it's not the DNA of the mother or the father. Even the placenta has the child's DNA. It's an individual, okay? And what the, the law would suggest um, and what the philosophy has been suggesting is that uh, – a child could be put to death even after born. So the controversy is the wording in the law in California seems to open that door. And people would say, no, 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 we're not going to do it. I guess what I would like people to know and what I talked about earlier this week is that the the notion seems so ridiculous. And if you hear that, you probably think, ah, oh, a bunch of crazy right-wingers are bringing that up and uh, just trying to scare you. And you know, nobody is saying, hey, we want to, you know, openly saying we want to take the life of young kids. The bill is AB 2223, okay, AB 2223. And um, <clears throat> it's called perinatal death, okay? So that is the term that is creating a problem. Perinatal death is defined as the death of a newborn up to seven days or more. I think the bill might give 28 days. What I would warn us about is that the philosophy that's coming is a philosophy that says, actually, you can. Some people call it fourth trimester abortion. Some people call it, uh, you know, infanticide is is really what it is. So if you want to look it up and look up the controversy, it's Assembly Bill 2223. If you go to, like, the fact-checking sites, they will say, no, the bill does not allow for the killing of children. Um, and to some extent, that would be, you know, maybe accurate, but I'm, and I'm skeptical about these kinds of claims. Okay. So just from where I'm coming from, I want us as uh, voters and as people who are concerned about life to make sure that we're researching and we're saying things correctly, that we really, because we discredit ourselves when we make claims that aren't true, 
or when we, we take things too far. But I've done that research, and what we talked about earlier this week is that you should be aware of whatever people are saying about this, that there is mainstream thinkers who are saying that it's okay, that the value of the unborn child is not the same as the value of the mom even shortly after the baby is born. See, it's the value judgment of life. That's the argument for abortion today, that we agree that it's a life. And if, you, if you're still thinking it's just a clump of cells or it's not human, you're, you're back in the 70s and 80s. In 2022, we can all look at a sonogram. It's a, it's a human being. Everything we know about it, it's a human being. If you're pro-abortion, what you're saying ultimately is that the, the value of the unborn child, or in this case, the child just born, uh, is less than the value of the mom. And you have to make a value judgment about who gets to choose there, okay? Uh, an anti-abortion person would say, no, the value is equal. And so you have to approach this from that. The Supreme Court decision that was out, that's one of the things that Justice Alito wrote about it, is people are afraid that uh, maybe this is going to lead to other privacy-related rights being taken away, gay marriage or um, I mean, people are going as far to say birth control or interracial marriage, different things that have been an issue. Nobody out there is trying to get rid of interracial marriage or birth control or things like that. I mean, there's probably some people out there who are doing that, but there's no marches on Washington. There's no bills going through any Congress anywhere. Those, those issues are not coming up. And what Alito actually said in the opinion, he made sure to do this. He wanted to differentiate all of those other issues because with abortion, we're dealing with life or potential life. He said, here's the quote. He said, nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. And see, the reason that abortion is differing is because it's about ending a life. The reason that abortion decision is different than a gay marriage decision or other privacy-related decisions that might happen is because it is about ending a life or a potential life. And that's what he said. Um, whether or not that holds water legally, I don't know, but that's the approach. Abortion certainly is qualitatively different than any of those other subjects because of this very thing. So what I would encourage you to do is to realize that in California law, in this bill that's coming up, when it uses uh, that term, when it uh, says uses a term that talks about the death of a baby that has been born, it's the same kind of thing. It's opening up a door and people are saying, why use that at all? Why are we doing that? And when you know that in the philosophical journals and medical journals, the Journal of Ethics we read from earlier this week, there are people out there who are saying you can go ahead and kill the baby once it's been born because it's a burden on you. And uh, particularly if it has defects or other things, go ahead. And uh, I think that question is coming. I think we're dealing with that in uh, states like ours in the future. There are several other uh, abortion-related bills. One of them is going to allow taxpayers, uh, you're going to use taxpayer money to pay for the travel arrangements for a woman in another state to come here for an abortion. We'll pay for the airfare, we'll pay for the hotel, we'll pay for the food, pay for everything. You're going to pay for that if that bill passes. Uh, we learned about that. All right. Um, we talked about that earlier in the week. You can go to our podcast, go to kkla.com and click on the program guide. And search for our podcast, Southern California Live, and you can find that discussion on there in better detail uh, than what I'm giving you right now. We are having Open Line Friday. You can call about anything. I'm inviting you to call and tell us about your mom, things about your mom that um, you admire, things that you have learned. What is your mom's legacy? And maybe if you are a mom, what does Mother's Day mean for you? 
How would you like Mother's Day to be celebrated in your house? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. You're listening to the Friday edition of Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. Mother's Day weekend. We're taking your calls on any subject. It is Open Line Friday, but most of our calls have been about Mother's Day and things about your mom. So you can give us a call in these last few minutes, 888-528-2557, to tell us about uh, your mom, something you want to say. If you, if you want to give her a shout-out, you can do that, and uh, anything you'd like at all related to that. Let's go to Jim in Los Angeles. Jim, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, I just wanted to say it's been a good conversation all afternoon. But uh, I don't want to leave out the grandmothers. There are some grandmothers that have taken the responsibility of raising the children when the mothers have been called to go home and be with the Lord. So we want to remember those. And then also the mothers that are serving in our service, like they're overseas. So we want to remember those as well. Yes, absolutely. You know, the uh, to remember grandmothers, there are, you know, grandmothers who are raising kids. I think 12% now of kids are being raised by their grandparents. Did you know that? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, that's a large number. Proverbs 1631 uh, says this about being a grandparent. It says, gray hair is the crown of glory. It has gained a righteous life. Oh, no, that's not the one. Oh, this, it's Proverbs 17.6. The gray hair one is fine. You know, if you got gray hair, it's a crown of life, you know. Uh, probably your grandmother has gray hair, but uh, I know some people I graduated high school with who are grandparents already. I won't point out your names today. Proverbs seventeen six. Proverbs seventeen six says, uh, "Children's children are a crown to the aged." And it's the idea that if you if you are old enough to become a grandparent and you become a grandparent, that's a really good deal. It's a crown to the aged, and uh, we need to uplift our grandparents uh, in all of this as well. Thank you, Jim. Very good call. Very good point. Uh, Denny from Encino, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Denny. Is it Denny? This is Denny. I'm, I'm so, I love your show so much. I just wanted to share why this Mother's Day is special for me. Yeah. I adopted a newborn baby during the pandemic, and she has just turned a little over one at this point. And on Mother's Day, she's going to be dedicated Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm really thrilled. So that's why it's special for me. Yeah, and you <laughs> know what? I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a great point. Uh, all the adoptive moms out there, you know, your mom. And uh, did you, yeah. uh, um, how did that process go for you for adopting over the, the pandemic? Uh, was it more complicated because it was during the pandemic or was it easier, do you think? Actually, no, it was easy because I'm a resource parent, so I work with the government, and it normally would take about two years going through the court system, but the courts were closed, and they actually rushed my um, adoption through the court system, and it only took nine months. Huh, no kidding. That's why I asked that question. I, 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 I thought, I wonder if it was easier, actually, during the pandemic and not harder. Sure enough. Yeah, it, it was actually easier, and it was a blessing the entire way. I had lots of people praying for me and praying for her as well. What would you say to uh, parents out there who right now are, or, or want to be parents who are thinking about adopting today? What, what advice would you give them? 
would encourage them to look into becoming a resource parent because in L.A. County alone, there are so many children in the system that desperately need a home. Now, what is a what is a resource parent? What is a resource parent specifically? Is it different than a foster parent? Foster care. It's a foster parent. Formerly foster care. Yes. Okay. They're getting away from that term because they have a negative connotation attached to it. So we are now called resource parents, and the training doesn't take long at all. The background checks, everything has been condensed, even though it still is as thorough as it was when I went through it like, six years ago. And I wasn't looking. They approached me and asked me if I would consider adopting, and I said, sure. And within a week, they had a child to present to me. No I, was, I was totally taken back by the entire experience. So I would encourage them. To go through the process, everything is free. It, it basically is free. That's very, very helpful. Uh, Denny, thank you for that, and congratulations on uh, your dedication coming up on Sunday. And God bless you. God bless you, Denny. Thank you very much. 888-528-2557 is the number at Southern California Live. And, uh, you know, it is Mother's Day weekend, and it's an interesting one, I think, because of the uh, abortion conversation that's been going on. And and that should prompt us to have an adoption conversation, just like Denny said. I was curious about that. It wasn't easier during the pandemic. And sure enough, because just because there's a pandemic and everything is shut down, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, parents aren't um, having, sh- there isn't, you know, a slowdown of, of orphans or kids who need, I'm going to have to know that, that uh, it's not foster care, it's resource parents now. We we destroy words, don't we? Um, you know, something I would say for, all of us in the church and, and, or for any of any of you, maybe you're not religious and you are uh, not in favor of abortion. You're anti-abortion. Um, and it's a myth. It's a myth to say that only religious people are anti-abortion. Um, David Hitchens, who was a famous atheist was against abortion. And it's because he was very much about science and he can look in the sonogram and see that uh, there's the baby. Um, if we're going to have this conversation and if we want to move forward, particularly in a pro-Roe or a post-Roe world, the church has got to get serious and people who are anti-abortion need to get serious about adoption. We have to get serious about adoption and resource parenting and taking care of moms who go ahead and have their kids. Uh, they need help. And there is so much resource available for in the church. And when churches work together, I mean, your particular church, maybe you don't have a lot, but if you work together with 10 churches that are just like yours, suddenly you have a lot. We need to do a lot more to bring churches together for the purpose of of this mission, for the purpose of actually doing the work that we're called to do. And I think one of the things that we're going to see is if, if the Supreme Court does overturn Roe, if that turns out to be the case, it shifts the argument. There'll be local arguments about laws and different things. But in some states like ours, our state will probably be a pro-abortion state uh, for a long time to come until enough people have moved out where uh, the balance comes back. And that's happening in our state. Once again, second year in a row, uh, population of California went down. We've already lost representation in Congress from it. And uh, I think that's going to continue until some things turn around in this state. But... You know, the interesting thing about it, and I'll just kind of end with this, it isn't about the laws. It's about the decisions that people actually make, that at the end of the day, abortion could be fully legal, but if nobody is doing it, that would be fantastic. It is 
about the person's heart. It is about how we work together to build up life, to build up moms who find themselves in difficult situations. You know, we we hear about uh, usually the hardest cases, and I've read some really difficult stories where people really struggled about the choice of abortion, yay or nay, from different perspectives. And we hear a lot about cases of rape and incest, and do you support in those cases, and the kind of logic that you have to go through with that. Um, But the thing is, is that Subjects like abortion or homosexuality or the transgender conversation, these kinds of conversations, the conversation is different when it's you, isn't it? The conversation is different when you have made those choices before or somebody that you know or you've pers- you're personally involved or you're talking to somebody who is uh, personally connected in some of these, these issues. And that's actually where the ministry happens. That's actually where you and I, and everybody we know, we need to, number one, be aware, alert to the fact that that person that we might be ranting about abortion with or some other topic at our workplace, they might have had an abortion, and they they just haven't broadcast it. And we this is, happens a lot in the church. A lot of people you go to church with, um, they've made that decision. And so when we preach on it, when we talk about it, you know, we're we're often talking about it kind of in the theoretical and the legal but that person who's sitting there, that mom or that father who either was a part of that decision or was not, uh, they're struggling inside and they're hurting or they're angry or they are wounded. Be aware of that in our conversations because what happens is when hearts change, and this is what we get to do as the church, we're about people and we're about hearts. Jesus was about what is on the heart. He knows when we're able to change hearts of people, when we're able to love people and relate with people on all of these subjects, the laws eventually follow suit. The laws eventually catch up to where the hearts of people are. And that's why what you're seeing in the country today is actually a reflection of what people actually think. The polls are already beginning to show that. Make sure that you are loving that person the same way that Jesus did with the woman at the well, same way that Jesus treated um, other people. That's how we have to be. We're to be disciples of Jesus Christ, not disciples of ourselves or disciples of our pastors or disciples of you know, our favorite politician. We are to follow Jesus and to be like him and to speak to people like him and be concerned about the heart. Everybody, I hope that you can do that. We love your moms, living or dead, or even if you're estranged. We love your mom. We're praying for your moms. Let's do that this weekend. Thank you for such a great show today. I hope that you have a great weekend. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back on Monday at 3 o'clock. God bless. Have a great weekend. All right, sir. You too. Thank you. How about your, is your mom, is she around? All right, well, you have a good Mother's Day. All right. See you Monday.